on occasion we drink too much. On occasion we do. We may have just recorded last week two episodes. We drank way too much. In all fairness, it was a birthday bash as well as pot night. It's true. This week we're going to hold it together, though. I doubt it. I seriously <laughs> doubt Dude, it. Dude, I got a bomber of a barley wine. That yeah, that's not, really? oh, okay. that's not in my purview. But right. I, will keep, I will maintain my shit to the best of my ability until I no longer can. And then I'm going to start talking about hugging trees and fucking <sighs> dancing marmosets. People really like that. The tree Ruby's skill Cube hot dogs. I'm going to fucking go off the deep end. But until then. We are going to deliver some straight-ass facts and legitimate paranormal knowledge on this motherfucking podcast. Welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs. With me, as always, is... Krusty J. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Oh, my God. Are that's the, a sea salt name. Are you the third member of the Insane Clown I, Yeah. Krusty J? Yep. All right. Well, welcome to the Dark Carnival, Krusty J. And you are... Rob Morphy. All right, good. Standard Mine's good. fairly well lit. Oh, my carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one you wants a, a gloomy well carnival. You have a well-lit carnival? Yeah, I don't want to walk in and not see shit. A dark alley in a carnival is just Toby Hooper's fun house all over again. There's going to be a split-faced mutant yeah. and some horrible gypsy that wants to stab your eyes out. It's not a good scene. That's all, all of them that they all do. That's most much. all carnivals, though. And really. every, behind every tent. It's the smell of elephant shit and regret. And fucking, <laughs> and you slip on something and you hope it's not semen or blood and you're just glad when you can yeah. get up and run away. And the corpse of a devil boy that's not. That's a not de- a devil oh, boy. Oh, the devil no. boy. It's a piece of driftwood. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I might have pictures I of that, yeah. actually. The I think I do. of the monster house, the freak monster oh. house. Is a shame. I don't want to see real human out of these, but I always want to see the real fucking mermaid or the crocodile boy or whatever the fuck else. Yeah. And it's always, it's always garbage. But it's there's like at three least... balloons and a fucking birthday cake. And yeah. it's like, this is not a rat boy. <laughs> there's at least... At least one living thing, though, when you went in those, or two, like You're smallest right. person ever, and it was just a really, really small little person. Yeah. And I'd be like, the goat that shouldn't be. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> and then, then you, you walk in, and you're like, why shouldn't it be? And then it's just like, uh, like it's got three horns, and you can see the duct tape, and you're yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah. off. My favorite was always the giant. I want giant, my 50 cents back. <laughs> I was like the giant rat. Because it's a little capybara. It's always that. And I just want to hug it. I just want to put it like a little so thing. Yeah. I love capybaras. Okay, I may have looked into um, what you have to do to own a capybara. Really? You need to have more than one. That makes sense. Because they're communal. communal. And you have, they have yeah. to have access to like a pool. Oh, so yeah, they're, you they're water. a pool and you have a little enclosure, you could have a little capybara family. Even in New York State. I don't know about the licensing. Yeah. We're Not pretty we stringent up here about yeah. wild Still. fauna. I would like to have one. They're of course, cute. They're it's a super giant, giant rodent. Snuggle beaver. Be sure to re- yeah. and review this podcast on iTunes and the Apple Podcast. We love the positive response we've been getting from you guys. And, of course, it always helps us with the rankings in the Apple Podcast app because they have their own algorithm that we don't understand. We do not. But we just know that the more ratings and reviews we get, the higher up we go in the rankings. Reaping the benefits without understanding the tech. So we've got some uh, some reviews to go over here real quick. Facts and Science five-star review by Pickle Rick. Oh! Pickle Rick. 717. Funny and entertaining as the Dickens, as Rob would say. I've binged the whole catalog over the last few weeks and love them all. The Devil's Holes are my fave so far. Keep up the great work. Please do more of the ESMB episodes. You can rest assured that there are plenty on the horizon. We've got some evil science and magic buddies in the works. Well, thank you. And thank you for the compliment. And yeah. uh, Thank you, Pickle, Pickle Rick. Rick. for life. There you go. All right. Uh, so moving on here, we got uh, this comes to us from Sierra. Five star is, is it review? spelled that way? Yeah, it is. Okay. Just yeah. wanted okay. to make sure. I thought, I thought you had a stroke. Uh, and then the title is Neelan Moore. Chicasa, Oklahoma, 
I think. I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. But we're just going to go with Sierra. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> All right. I started listening to these guys about three weeks ago while at work. And of that time, I've spent most of it laughing at the jokingly attached backstories and nicknames given for the wide variety of creatures discussed in this podcast. I'm definitely glad you've been listening to this podcast. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. We are glad that you are listening. Kudos, Sierra. Uh, here we go. Uh, best there is. Five-star review from Cryptid. Uh, cryptid in plain sight. I'm reading this off my phone, so I can't read. Uh, was referred to the show <laughs> by a friend. I've listened to a lot of shows, but this is the first I've subscribed to and reviewed. Uh, that is how good it is. It is a unique blend of humor and seriousness. They are passionate about what they research, and it shows. These men really know their way around rabbit holes. Ha! Mm. Hmm. True. How can they be taken? I think that's a compliment. Okay, good. That's a sure. dead-up stone right. compliment. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no, uh, very much uh, very much appreciated. And we're going to round it off with our last one here from uh, Jalen Boots. Skeptics Beware, five-star review. I discovered this podcast on Spotify when it was recommended because of my interest in similar podcasts like Monsters Among Us, uh, What's Up, Derek and Addy, mm -hmm. and The Haunted Places. It has quickly become one of my top three favorite podcasts overall and number one in the topic of cryptos and extraterrestrials. I enjoy how funny the guys are and the humor they bring out, uh, and the humor they bring. But they also maintain a seriousness on the topics covered. They cover all the bases of what it may or may not be, but do have a but but are skeptical when it's needed. Skeptics should beware, as you may come across the many stories covered in this podcast and come around to seeing a different point of view. Oh, great job, guys! And keep up the amazing work. Work. Worsk. Worst to sure. There's a P.S. here, a very important P.S. Oh. P.S. Chris, where do you want the cookies sent? Oh. oh. Mark, you have the address. I have the address. Um, I don't have an on me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well prepared. But uh, hit me up on so then the social medias, and I will give you the address where you can send uh, cookies, because we, Chris and Rob, enjoy cookies. I enjoy beer. Yes. I enjoy beer, too. We all enjoy beer. So I'm, I won't ask them to do that. But... I'm a fat bastard and absolutely love some cookies. So be sure to get a hold of us in the socials, Facebooks, Instagrams, uh, Twitters. Uh, thank but you to everyone that's been sending us all the super cool art. We got just a half an hour ago, breaking news, really cool art from uh, Smuggler Galore, Mr. Carson Snar. <laughs> yes, Carson Snare. Uh, yeah, dude, he did a super cool drawing of the Sky Spitter. Uh, which is one of the yes. best. One of the most like obscure I ones loved, that we've done. I love yeah. the tendril-like tail. It was that good. was such a yeah. nice touch. We all got a huge kick out of it. The I face like nails. Just, just the guy there, and you see it just spitting on yeah. <laughs> He's just the, the, the cloud dude it's is great. just a douche. Yeah, it's just right there. Like, Why? It's so yeah. good. So good. So I thank also, you, Carson. I thank also love the idea, as per the last review, that... We are the deprogrammers of skeptics. I never thought about that. Like when you put a cultist into a room with the pros and I don't know the rubber hoses well, and the I mean I don't know we're gonna rubber hose people into believing. I don't think that's how you do it. I actually don't know how you deprogram a cultist. I just said the first worst thing that came to mind. Oh, okay, all right, but good, either way, good. it would be nice if we made an occasional <clears throat> skeptic say, maybe this world is a little more mysterious than I thought yesterday. Okay, well maybe we can Possible. do that. Well, I mean we could really have that discussion. I mean. I'm a skeptic. There's 100%. I'm a skeptic, too. But this isn't yeah. what we're doing. It's about what this is. This That's is, so true. This is about bringing the stories and what these things could be. Yeah. And sometimes it's um, something and sometimes Because we could easily be like, well, nothing. there's no evidence except for, you know, some dude. Yeah. Yeah. How, that's not. Falkville Metal Man. 
Hey, we got to take pictures. the evidence as it comes in. Yeah, that's the deal. Sift Process it. it. There you go. And totally believe that some weird shit's happening. Period. Amen. Did I, did I go that far? You did. Did I do that? Congratulations. That's my way. Thank you all for all the nice comments and emails and, uh, again, the art. Thank you very much to Carson for sending that. It's awesome. We're going to post that up on our Twitters and Instagrams as well. And this week we got something fun. Not necessarily going to be talking about creature or mm. phantom or not necessarily. alien. Oh, or, or not necessarily not talking about all three. We don't know what we're going to be talking about here. But this is going to be – actually, this is our first like, paranormal situation. No. Annabelle was. This is oh, our Annabelle first was. Oh, Mark. It was. grand Sorry, mystery. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. True to life mystery. Okay, so this is our first true mystery. Oh, unsolved mysteries. All right, here we go. Oh, this week. Okay. Okay. Did you do a horrible version <laughs> The sound of Robert Stack's voice still makes my balls no, crawl. That no, music and then his it's voice. Horrible. I'm like, I just got to go under the yeah. couch and not come out. Oh, yeah. It's a nightmare. So dance fever comes on. <laughs> <laughs> this week we were talking about Village of the Dead, the Anjakuni mystery. Dun, dun, dun. Legends of mysterious mass disappearances have cropped up across the globe, but without a doubt, one of the most infamous incidents of mass disappearance in North American history concerns the whereabouts of the over 30 men, women, and children who allegedly vanished without a trace from an Inuit fishing village in the first half of the 20th century. Way back when. Way back yonder on the Chattahoochee. Not really. In Anjakuni. Someone write that song. <laughs> I will. Way back I'm on it. <laughs> Get, no, Chris, yeah, Chris could do it. Yeah. Let me uh, let me leave I was the stuck in, I was stuck in my dramatic pause and I didn't know where to go with it. Yeah, I was no, literally stuck. Right. Like, I, hey, that's sometimes a dramatic pause is its own reward. Okay. Oh yeah. So we're talking Anjakuni. Bobby, fill us in. What is the up with trout? The trout and pike-filled estuary known as Anjakuni Lake, located along the Kazan River in the remote Kivalik region of Nanavut, Canada. And bear in mm. mind, I speak Inuit like I speak fucking Swahili. Not at all, and I make an ass of myself. So if I've I'm brutally a, yeah, mispronounced know. every word, you, th- so, you can find the written article, Google it yourself, and <clears throat> find somebody that can say it right. So I'm not the guy. In Canada, where this, this happened in Alaska. Yes. But so this is located in that upper eastern super north region. Then, well, it would be before right? Alaska was a state. Okay. Well, right, right. So Canada at this point. Right, but it's in that far north region. Yes. Okay. All right. Icy cold, full of malignant spirits. Yes, technically, well, everything apparently. with us in comparison to Canada, everything is super north where we are. But that's true. The out of the way area is rich with legends of malicious wood spirits and beasts like the Wendigo, oh, which of favorite. course we're gonna have to get to. Sometime. You mean the Wendigo? The Wendigo. Oh, geez. <laughs> you know, I used to pronounce it like that sometimes. <laughs> Did you hear about the Wendigo? It's a flingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, thank you. How do you feel about Sepultra? Or I mean, oh, sorry, yes. Sepultura. Yeah, well, <laughs> Sepultra. There's different issues played here. All right. But as fascinating as these oft-told tales are, there is none more intriguing than the terrifying and controversial mystery surrounding the collective vanishing of the villagers who once lived on the coast of Anjakuni's frigid waters. The mystery begins on an Arctic evening back in November of 1930. What a great year. Oh, yeah. Oh, solid year. year. Oh, just, you know... Declining bread lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things are looking, people were things are looking up. Per town. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, the, World War II is about to pull us from the doldrums of the, the depression. The economy's going to turn around. The stock market's getting back in order. I don't know anything that happened in 1930. <laughs> no, me neither. I'm At no all. It was literally 50 years before I was born. Literally. And that's not really that long. No, no it's not, not at all. all. But all. it still seems, it might as well have been a million years ago. You're almost 50. I, they were chasing dinosaurs? I am. Yeah. I am a seasoned elder lifetime. statesman. Think about it. Life is short. Oh, no. So, how do, so drink, I, I was practically an Oh, my God. I don't know where you're going. Yeah. I, I am old, but I still was not an Anjakuni. If I were, I'd be missing. Or maybe, well, or maybe, maybe we were maybe missing I and was, now we're here now. Maybe we were all villagers what in Anjakuni. What if you're a lone survivor? Why do you think we're talking no, about this what now? What if the three of us were brought back? We were some of the children of the Anjakuni. We were put with foster parents by our alien overlords or whatever it was that did it. And now we've been raised to discover this mystery anew. That's what I'm and saying. Do the cycle all over again. Yeah. Okay. Um. Though it's a weird world. It's Can I get back to 1930? <laughs> Please do. November 1930. A Canadian fur trapper by the name of Joe LaBelle was seeking respite from the bitter cold and a warm place to bunk down for the night when he tromped into an Inuit village that was nestled on the rocky shores of Canada's Lake Anjakuni. Nestled. Nestled. That's, that's, that's where all geography nestled. should be. Nestled. Yeah. Nestled. LaBelle had visited the area before and knew it to be a bustling fishing community full of tents, rough-hewn huts, and friendly locals. But when he shouted a greeting, the only sound that returned to him was that of his own echo and that of his snowshoes crunching through the frost. LaBelle tensed. He had the instincts of a seasoned outdoorsman, and he could sense that something was seriously Ooh. amiss. Oh, it's a bummer. Mm -hmm. LaBelle could see the ramshackle structures that were silhouetted under the full moon, but he saw no people, no barking sled dogs, nor any other signs of life. Even within the huts, the expected sounds of laughter and conversation were replaced by an eerie silence. LaBelle also noticed with a chill that not a single chimney had smoke coming out of it. That was when he spied a fire crackling in the distance. All right, little hope. Like, all right, I'm creeped out, but I'm walking alone at night know. in the wilds of, you know, the, the northernmost region of North America. Oh, there's a fire. Thank God. Yeah. It's got to okay. be like that, that feeling of, yes. Trying his best to remain calm, the trapper, the trapper picked up his pace and headed toward the glowing embers of the dying fire, eager to find some trace of humanity. When he arrived at the flames, he was greeted not by a friendly face, but a charred stew that had bafflingly been left to blacken above the cinders. The veteran tracker, having spent so much of his life prowling around shadowy and inaccessible forests, was likely not easily spooked. But it's difficult to imagine that he was not bathed in a cold sweat as he walked past the derelict, wave-battered kayaks into the heart of the ghost village, wondering what had happened to its inhabitants. LaBelle methodically pulled back the caribou skin flaps and checked all of the shacks, hoping to find telltale signs of a mass exodus. But, much to his chagrin, he discovered that all of the huts were stocked with the kinds of foodstuff and weapons that would never have been abandoned by their owners. In one shelter, he found a pot of stewed caribou that had grown moldy and a child's half-mended sealskin coat that lay discarded on a bunk with a bone needle still embedded in it as if someone had deserted their effort mid-stitch. Oh, they, they didn't even take the caribou stew? All right, so... Food left to rot, yeah, clothes weird. that you yeah. need to keep your kid, you know, your most beloved possession in this life, from freezing to death, partially mended and laying behind. All right. So it's clearly eerie. everything was dropped and people jetted. It's sort of like the Mary Celeste, except it's a fucking village. Okay. You know, where they find like hot coffee mugs and right. half-eaten food and clothes and you're like who the fuck? how did they get off this boat the boat's sailing it's full of their shit why are they gone well this is fine but it's a fucking 
village. Right. So it's all the worse in my estimation. Okay. He even inspected the fish storehouse and noticed that its supplies had not been depleted. Nowhere, nowhere were there any signs of struggle or pandemonium, and LaBelle knew all too well that deserting a perfectly habitable community without rifles, food, or parkas would be utterly unthinkable, not to mention outright suicidal, no matter what the circumstances might have been to force a tribe to spontaneously migrate. LaBelle then scanned the borders of the village in the hopes of ascertaining what direction the Inuits had traveled in. Even though the villagers' exit seemed to have been relatively recent and hasty enough to leave food on the flames, he could find no tracks nor any trace of their flight no matter how hard he searched. Cold, hungry, and fatigued as he was, LaBelle was simply too terrified to linger in this inexplicably vacant village. Although it meant he had to forego the comforts of food, warmth, and shelter, the trapper listened to his gut instincts, which were screaming for him to leave, and embarked through the sub-zero temperatures to a telegraph office located many miles away. When asked later, LaBelle apparently claimed that he left the security of the village and made the dangerous trek out of fear that the same nefarious, and in his estimation, unmistakably supernatural force that claimed the villagers might also descend upon him. All right, so that's All right, the so, first part of what's going on. Okay, so this guy is out there in in the great wilds of the cold Joe north. Bell. And he Patty comes LaBelle. across, comes mm-hmm. across his village. Clearly, <laughs> there's no sign of anybody leaving. It's just everything's dropped. No, no tracks. Way. That's it. Okay. Kayaks. Weird. That's weird. Kayaks yeah. all on the shoreline. Okay. You know, yeah. food's still there. Flames, well, still kicking in one place. Other places, right. the but food had yeah, time that, to get moldy. Yeah, that's, a li- that's one thing I was going to bring out. That's a little weird. That's really weird. Yeah. Like, why is there still fire burning? I mean, mold still, I mean, even in cold should take longer. I would think. I would think. Anyway, so maybe, I I don't know. Maybe somebody stole back to the village to make a quick meal. It would take days later for something to mold up. And how are the the embers still going, though? That's a good question. Well, I guess, well, we have no idea when they decided to exit. When was that guy here last? Like, what was the time frame? Is that explained? Like he was here with at so, so and so, and now it he's was it not. was a while before. I, like, I don't know. It, it never okay. Yeah. Unless we haven't gotten there yet, but I mean, because that makes a difference probably. Let me uh, like week. Few All it weeks. says is that Labelle had visited the area before <clears throat> and knew it to be a bustling fishing community. Okay, right. So it doesn't specifically but say he if it had been weeks. Come okay. across anything super nefarious when he was there? There was no bodies. There was no blood. There was nothing. It was just. Just abandoned. Uh, and and, and made all the more disturbing by the fact that it wasn't abandoned like, okay, your kayaks are gone, your rifles right, are gone, right. your food just, star, stores are they gone. They just disappeared. It's just you're fucking gone. The people are gone. Right. And all your stuff is left behind. And when you're... Even if you're a partially nomadic tribe, as, as a lot of the Inuits at this period were known to be... Um, you'd still pack your You'd shit. still pack the shit you need not yeah, to die. Totally. It's the fucking Arctic. Yeah. You know? I feel you. So it's fucking crazy. I feel you, Bobby. I feel you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Within okay. minutes of the exhausted and frostbit LaBelle staggering into the telegraph office, an emergency message was fired off to the nearest Royal Canadian Mounted Police Barracks. The RCMP's making their second appearance you on our know, podcast. They are the heroes of the paranormal world. They are. The, I, I imagine them riding in. They're like the BPRD, but in real life. Yeah. If you're a Hellboy yeah. fan. And you know what I'm talking about. Dude. All right. Maple breakfast out. I know. Mm. Flapjacks and fighting fucking Wendigos. The Mounties life for me. Actually, no? Wolverine. Kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I eat flapjacks and I fight Wendigos. My nine to five is awesome. <laughs> Dude, you're the task force. Wendigo task force. 
WTF? I don't know why it's so funny. I like it. I don't care. When to go dance for us? That's for me. That's oh, one for Mark. fucking Alpha Flight for life. No, I know. Oh, Puck. Is Puck a part of the RCMP? It's Sasquatch. Uh, but and are they Vindicator. all a part of the RCMP? No, yeah. I, no, oh, I don't North think. Star. I absolutely <gasps> don't think any of them are part of the RCMP. They never were. But they are a Canadian yeah, government sure. organization right. in the fictional Marvel universe of superheroes. Yes. Okay. Well, more clandestine than the obvious Mounties. That yeah. Just, yeah. But they're like the ex- But I'm sure that they work hand in hand with the RCMP. Why wouldn't they? Of I'm course they would. Yeah. Except for Wolverine. He's too much of a Law and order. All right. <laughs> I sits on a legend. God damn it. Look for one to one to go. cigars. To smite. Bub. By the time the Mounties arrived, several hours later, the trapper had calmed himself enough to relate his disturbing tale. According to 1984's The World's Greatest UFO Mysteries by Roger Bohr and Nigel Blundell. Great nice. name. Man, Nigel sounds like he's a rager at parties. Yeah. Fucking Nigel's here, dude. <laughs> you know he rocks. It's just how EDM we Molly. Molly. They're just announcing drugs now. Well, when Nigel hits the party, you know it's on. He shows up with his EDM and the Molly and the E, and then everyone's all fucking hugging and shit. He's got trench coat. He opens up. It's just full of fucking Everyone's serotonin levels. Party time. Yeah, dude. Everyone's serotonin levels just plumb. Nigel Blundell. But Nigel's there to fucking bring it back. Or okay. he's a legitimate UFO According guy. to Bohr and Blundell, Jesus. my new favorite two last wow. names, on their way back, on the, on, on the Mounties' way, on their way back to the village at Anchicuni Lake, the Mounties stopped for a bit of rest at a shanty that was shared by trapper Armand Laurent and his two sons. The officers explained to their hosts that they were headed to Anchicuni to deal with a quote-unquote kind of problem. That's nice and vague. Mm. The Mounties inquired as to whether or not the Lorentz had seen anything unusual during the past few days, and the trapper was forced to concede that he and his sons had spied a bizarre gleaming object soaring across the sky just a few days before. Now we have the introduction of the possible UFO. 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 Well... Mm It's a possible. Possible. Something in the sky you don't know what it is. Is it a UFO? Yeah, the Lawrence yeah, did not recognize I mean, it, ergo. You know, I just saw like what I thought were two UFOs the other day, and there were satellites, so there you go. You don't know that. You don't know that. I don't, but I'm only using their satellites. Who told you their satellites? Were you hanging out with an astronomer? They appeared very high and appeared to be in a certain trajectory. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like sure. aliens might yeah, assume. No. That's good deduction. Yeah. However. Seems kind of like it was a satellite. Okay, we'll we'll debate made. this after the podcast. Okay, go good. to space and confirm it. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to be late. I'm going to space. <laughs> I'm going to go space to see what I saw. Guys, I just saw something. i got to confirm it. I'm pretty sure it was a satellite, but you guys aren't going to believe me. Take the space elevator. Oh, I oh, only wish. Never yeah. take a space oh, no, no, it's going to collapse that. at like the four billionth floor. That's when all the trouble just begins. My, yeah. my ball, just thinking about it makes my balls oh, go away. Yeah, it's too high for me. I don't even like to go to the fucking <laughs> sky needle. I don't even think, I don't want to think about the sky needle. Yeah, no, me neither. So how can we do a space elevator? It's a fool's errand. Plus the world I got, moves. I got sick you can't of the Hoover Dam. Geostationary it. shit. It's going to tear apart all the time. I literally got sick of the Hoover Dam. Who wouldn't? It's full of water well, other, and heat. Other people, I guess. I got puke on step ladders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like three steps up, I'm like, oh god, it's so fucking high. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, dude. Because if, if I fall off two steps now, I'm done. Like that's I'm true, not young man. anymore. Like, that's true. I'm gonna break my hip. None of us are spring chickens. I don't have life alert. We're brittle, brittle old men. That's right. 
Back to the UFO. Back to Earth. Laurent claimed that the enormous illuminated flying thing seemed to change shape before his and his son's very eyes, transforming from a cylinder into a bullet-like object. A bullet-like object. He further divulged that this unusual object was flying in the direction of the village at Anjakuni. Okay, so we get a little bit more information on the UFO. So a large, transforming cylinder to bullet. Okay. The Mounties left the Laurent home (laughs) soon after and continued on their treacherous journey. Once they arrived at the village, the Mounties were not only able to confirm LaBelle's testimony regarding the state of the now desolate village, but, according to some sources, they made additional, even more arcane discoveries on the outskirts of the community. Discoveries of the arcane? On the outskirts of the community. Doctor. (laughs) Where all arcane things happen. Is it Doctor Arcane? Yeah, it's never in the community. No. You never never have arcane shit in the heart of a community. No. It's always on the fringes, the dark and dangerous fringes. I was playing Skyrim and I had to defeat the vampires and I got turned into a vampire to meet the dude outside the village. Was that in the town square? Was it in the town square? It was was on the goddamn map. I couldn't fast travel there. I was pissed. That's exactly what we're talking about. All right, good. Various accounts verify that the officers conducting the search were alarmed when they stumbled across a plethora of open graves in the village burial ground. Whoa. In fact, if some of the more outrageous statements are to be believed, every single tomb had been opened and even more puzzlingly emptied. So they literally brought out the dead? They brought out the dead. Ooh, okay. There are also less dramatic, though no less baffling reports that state it was just a single tomb that was violated. Oh, is this Either way, and it's important, let's get all the facts here straight. All right. Either way, it is a severe taboo for an Inuit grave to be desecrated, and it seems dubious that the villagers themselves would have been responsible (laughs) for such a blatant violation of their ethics code. The question remains, why were these bodies or body moved, and who is accountable? Or it could be a grave robber. Okay. I'm just saying, could be a grave robber. No, robber-er. yeah, nobody True. knows the time frame. So right. if, it, if yeah. it was one, it could vary. Somebody just passed by. It's like, I'm going to take some shit. Cannibal yeah. corpse time. When you get hungry enough, some frozen meat. Jerky folks. Oh, God. Yeah, I, wasn't, wow. I didn't oh, think I, about I didn't that. Wanna, I didn't want to well, go I mean, there. This is some <laughs> fucking Donner <laughs> Party squared shit. No, I We're know. We're talking I about know. the Arctic here. Could have been a blizzard and they're I like, mean, there's a blizzard. There's, <laughs> there's an entire like uh, like freezer full of fish and shit, isn't there? Yeah. You think they'd go there first? Yeah. I'd even eat the moldy goddamn caribou stew before I fucking dig up Fred and say, sorry, dude. I'm going to eat your face now, brother. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who? There's a lot. Okay. Plus animals, too. Got to take animals into consideration here. We're going to get to that. Because, uh, were they polar bears, right? Those are the ones, the white ones that are up there? Did polar you bears. really oh, need to ask yeah, that? Yeah, no, I did, because I, I Oh, really God damn it, What are they called? Bears? Really? What are those white ones? Yeah, those polar ones. bears? Yeah, those bears yeah, that yeah. dwell in the polar God regions damn. of Earth? Yeah, well, What's anyway, their name? They're fucking ferocious assholes. Yeah, of course. They're vicious. They love to eat people. And killer whales and seals. That's why I forgot their name, because they're fucking horrible. Well. And glaciers. In fact, most of the glacier destruction, polar bear. Other glaciers, yeah, <laughs> other glaciers and polar bear hey, attacks. Polar, polar bears? Eating? No, they don't. I'm just talking shit. Oh, why would a polar bear eat a glacier? It's goddamn <laughs> the no human there's race. A big, there's a glacier war us. against polar bears. Oh, they okay. fight each other constantly. We did it. Okay, cool. But Continue the polar bears are still very. It's the ruthless. Great War of the North that no one talks about. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, Christopher, your train's on time, buddy. No, I know. Okay, just checking. Fucking Let's ghost train. It's to not, add, it's literally right there. Oh god ghost. damn it! I mean, it is. It's, it's, we can. I can, I can see through it. it. I can kind of see through it though. So explain that. Are you going to say it's the separation between the cars? Because I don't think that's the case. I think it's a ghost train. Polar bears. No, that's the spirit of America. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
to add an extra <laughs> pinch of weird to the proceedings, witnesses claimed that the earth around the grave was frozen as hard as a rock. These reports also suggest that the marker stones had been stacked in two neat piles on either side of the graves, confirming that this was not the work of animals, as some have speculated. Okay, I brought that up. Uh, but yeah. I, I forgot down. what a polar bear was. It but happens. Every, everyone forgets. What a fucking fundamental animal is from time to time. I don't know if they're fundamental. <laughs> aren't they dying? Right. Doesn't. I mean, everybody knows no, a fucking I mean, polar they, bear. Aren't they going like extinct or some shit because because of, of global warming? Yeah. There's a picture of one all like skinny. Need a sandwich. Couldn't get one. They need, there's no food. They need to go to zoos. Right. Well, they hang out on ice and glaciers, and those are melting. So they're just like, oh well, guess we're doomed. Floaties. Will that will that work? <laughs> you want to just want to drop floaties in? Yeah. The, in? <laughs> it works for my kids. <laughs> Floater bears. Needless to say, the Mounties at the scene were perturbed by these discoveries, and a substantial search party was organized <clears throat> post-haste. During the search, no additional clues as to the villagers' whereabouts were turned up, but another grisly discovery was purportedly made. Mm. According to reports, no less than seven, though some say just two or three, sled dog carcasses were discovered about 300 feet away from the edge of the village. According to Canadian pathologists, these unfortunate canines all apparently died of starvation whereupon they were covered by snowdrifts, which had buried them nearly 12 feet deep. Ugh. How these animals managed to starve when they were surrounded by huts full of food is yet another unexplained piece of this enigmatic puzzle. They would have eaten the fish. They could have eaten the fucking rotten caribou shit. They could yeah. have eaten any number of things. Yeah. So wait a minute. How do, how do they really know they starved to death? That's just what the, the Canadian patho pathologist pathologists said. Pathologists. I'm sure they probably inspected them and checked them out. I mean, you can tell when something's starved to death. Yeah. It's going to look emaciated and yeah. fucked up, exactly. I imagine. Plus, I mean, if, if it's a sled dog, a dog could... I'm, I'm sure a dog could root around that village and find something to eat. But especially if they were... If food stores were a, so wide open. A, a burning pot of caribou stew when the dude showed up. They'd been there for how long? So food's, uh, food's plentiful. True. Or just maybe they could have got lost and they were starving for weeks before and then they just died on their way been. back. I mean, a 12-foot snowdrift. It's a big-ass snowdrift. There is, this is going to help your skeptic side, Okay. a single account which claims that the ill-fated animals were tied to scrubby trees, which would explain their inability to scavenge for food. Right. But this does not resolve the issue of why they succumb so quickly. Logic seems to dictate that they certainly would not have had time to starve to death between the moment of this collective vanishing and the arrival of LaBelle, who reportedly found food still burning over dying embers. I mean, it takes a while to starve to death. Yeah. And well, when you're a husky or you're one of these hardy dogs that's living or off whatever, your, yeah. the, your fat stores and you're used yeah. to the cold. Well, that's the third conflict, as the the moldy <clears throat> thing is one with the right. fire, right? And so was the dog with yeah the fire, I guess. Yeah. Continue them off. I shall. <laughs> <laughs> this begs the question: Did the villagers allow their own dogs to go hungry intentionally before they slipped into the ether? These invaluable dogs, whose very existence was essential to the villagers' own survival. If so, then why? If not, then what happened? And if the dogs were not tethered, as most accounts indicate, then why would these animals choose to starve rather than return to a nearby village full of food? As if this tale weren't strange enough, the officers at the scene supposedly reported odd bluish lights pulsating on the horizon above the village. The men watched until the illumination disappeared, all of them concurring that this unusual light show did not resemble the aurora borealis in any way. 
After two weeks of investigation, the Mounties, based on some berries they found in one of the cooking pots, came to the somewhat dubious conclusion that the villagers had been gone for at least two months. Hmm. You know, when you got the, the berry whisperer. Yeah, how, uh, how do, just you squeeze them. You squeeze them. You smell how them. Firm are they? Yeah, you tip your tongue. Mm-hmm. Hold them in your hand. You, I, I just, don't know about that. I don't know. Berry information. Well, I mean, well, hard. wouldn't they look at the berry and determine like its rate of decay? And I mean, you can they can figure out when someone dies. This is nineteen thirty. Fly larva. Nineteen oh. fucking thirty. Yeah, so you get your remember. CSI shit right out of your head. <laughs> yeah, their <laughs> microscope is still like seven <laughs> monocles seven or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> seven monocles. <laughs> All right, well, okay, so dubiously, they, right. they concurred that they've been gone for two months, even though the fire was burning. This presents no, was burning. <laughs> yet another question. Okay. If the Inuits really had abandoned their homes eight weeks before, uh, then who was responsible for making the fire that LaBelle saw when he first arrived at the village? Mm, who dug up Doth Grave? Mm. Mm. Fact and folklore have a notorious habit of interbreeding when bizarre events such as the one that transpired at Lake Anjakuni occur. Nevertheless, the first official account of the missing village is alleged to have been printed on November 28, 1930, when special correspondent Emmett E. Kelleher published a report mm. of the events in the Canadian newspaper Le Pas Manitoba. Oh, viva la Manitoba. Indeed. Manitoba paper. <laughs> <laughs> as there were no available images of the Anjikuni settlement, this, ar- this article, as was standard procedure at the time, was accompanied by a stock photo of a deserted Cree tent encampment taken in 1909. This has led some to discount the whole event. Oh, fuck's sake. Put could- some shitty newspaper in should not make you dismiss People everything. People do that shit all the time. Cause they, because they, they used a stock photo? Yeah, they used a stock photo. So right. like, oh, this isn't even a yeah. Inuit fishing village. This is an abandoned creed. But, I mean, the paper should make it, like, at least announce it's a stock photo, perhaps? 1930, Mark. I don't care. This is how... This is how shit. This is why people don't believe shit. Nineteen thirty. The origin of fake news. <laughs> they didn't have yeah, goddamn. Yeah. This is they the didn't have fake news. Fucking stock images. They couldn't go to Getty. They couldn't just yeah, fly true. somebody out to snap photos Im- of the Imger. missing village. Exactly. Yeah. What do they do? They don't have like photo bucket or anything. No. How, how do they get their stock? That's photos? what I mean. They just they gotta do what they gotta wait, wait, do. Wait. Wait. Hold on a second. They photo didn't... bucket is literally a bucket full of black and white photos. <laughs> you just reach in and go. Yeah. Print this, Henry. Go. Yeah. That's your fucking photo bucket. They didn't even have the internet. How they make a newspaper? How? <laughs> how indeed? How did they get their tweets out? They didn't. Now, how, what, what do they do? Oh Who my buys God. the I don't paper? Know. How did we live twenty years ago? I know exactly. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh Jesus, more than that. Now. I wrote oh, for yeah, a paper. No, horrible. Before the internet caught years on ago? officially. I helped launch one of the first websites for said paper. We are both newsmen. We're, <laughs> we're old school newsies, <laughs> We are dude. publishing pioneers. We have ink in our blood. <laughs> Why didn't we make millions? Because we were fucking working in a dying print medium. Why the fuck do you think we didn't? That's true. That's why we chase monsters. <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> we made poor life choices. <laughs> we did. We I really know. did. <laughs> but I'm still damn glad to be here. If you want to send us cookies or beer, get a hold of us. By all means. We'll, ta- we'll happily take your cookies and your beer. Oh, yeah. my God. We'll talk about... Low chance creatures. <laughs> <laughs> High integrity. Uh, yeah, low, low chance. chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, shit. <laughs> While most say that Le Pas Manitoba was the first to the punch, there are others who insist that mm. the initial report was actually published a day earlier by the old 
Danville B. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Did they jack their story? Oh, you know. Like how people jack your shit on the all internet the all the time? They jack their story? I feel like I'm the Danville B of the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was there first. Where's my fucking credit? <laughs> Mark, send a cease and desist letter immediately. I know, There's Mark. No email. Why aren't you my lawyer? It's 1930. There's no email. And you know, as I've said before, anyone's welcome to use the shit. Just link back. There's no charge. Just use it. Use my art. Use my words. We actually, I don't care. We do have some listeners yeah. um, that have like their own crypto things going on, and they do reference your work. Well, God bless they, you. That's asked. all I ever they, wanted, people have always and you're asked. so sweet. If people you ask, asked, that's yeah. amazing. But even if you don't ask, if you if you yeah. link back and credit, I'm gold with that. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole point is sharing the information. Yeah, no, you know, we're, we're, we're making here, light at, of it, but honestly, we love this stuff, and it's just about disseminating it and yeah. having fun. And, but everyone that's contacted us has been super cool. That's awesome. So, thank you, Thank guys. you. It, we appreciate it. Back to the Danville B. Regardless of who got the scoop first, it's the opinion of most researchers that the account that caught the public's interest most was printed in the November 29th, 1930 edition of the Halifax Herald below the undeniably sensationalistic headline, Tribe Lost in Barrens of the North, Village of the Dead Found by Wandering Trapper, Joe LaBelle. That's awfully dramatic. That is kind Jeez. of long-winded, but a little bit. it really delivers the That was a headline? Village of the Dead, bitches. Lost in the Barrens of the North. That's a heavy thought. That's a fucking immortal record right there. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Lost in the Barrens of the North. No. I can't even do it, but... LaBelle did not mince <laughs> words when he described his harrowing discovery to reporters, saying, and I quote, I felt immediately that something was wrong. In view of the half-cooked dishes, I knew they had been disturbed during the preparation of dinner. In every cabin, I found a rifle leaning beside the door, and no Eskimo goes nowhere without his gun. I understood that something terrible had happened. Of course, it wasn't long before the Newspaper Enterprise Association, the Newspaper Enterprise Association Wire Service <clears throat> was feeding this astonishing story to its papers, and readers all across North America were given a first-hand account of what would arguably be the greatest unsolved mystery ever investigated by the RCMP. After a brief media blitz, the bizarre event was filed away under a heap of unsolved cases until 1959, and this is how I know about this case, when journalist and author Frank Edwards <clears throat> dug up the tale and included it in his tome, Stranger Than Science. I'm going to do a little digression here. Frank Edwards Ooh. was fucking awesome. He was, one okay. of the, he was a famous uh, reporter, radio personality. He really glommed onto the UFO subject long before it was like truly mainstream and dedicated a lot of the time out of his radio shows to it, to the point where... He started actually aggravating, you know, the owners of the station, but he wrote a lot of book like Stranger Than Science and um, Strange People. The Strange series is what they're known as, but they're cool. great books nice. full of <clears throat> phenomenal stories. And that's mm. where I came across this. Awesome. Well, Edwards did not shy away from the unusual. He was not prone to over sensationalism. And there are no accounts of this reporter ever outright fabricating a tale. Yet this is just what the RCMP accused him of on a webpage that they've dedicated to this mysterious what? case. Oh. Yeah, we're going to get into the bowels. What, the RCMP is designing websites? Because they're a goddamn bureaucratic system that no well, longer cares wait, about wait, the wait, truth. Wait, wait, they wait, just care. I'm wait. sorry, I'm angry. I love you, RCMP. Oh, this is on Are they hiring? Now. <laughs> this is, no. I do like that lucrative element. As an out-of-work web designer... Semi-retired graphic artist, are they hiring? They might be. And if you want to perpetrate their lies, perpetuate the half-myths. If yeah. it gets me, okay, if I get to become a Canadian citizen? Probably. Okay. Oh, could we, 
can we get married and can I be one? Yeah, me and Chris uh, and Robert are all getting married. Can we get three-way married in Canada? They totally. Don't, do they it's allow Canada. that? They no, it's Canada. Yeah. They have they're cool. to. They're, they're awesome cool about shit. everything. They've never not been awesome about a single thing. Yeah. Canada no. fucking rules. They're pretty solid. Well, right. they, they, they they do have a weird pit bull band in Ontario that I'm not too cool don't, about. You don't have one right now. Don't worry well, about I that I want right to now. get one. Don't worry about that right now. We won't live it. We'll settle down in non-Ontario. Okay, First of all, find out about triple marriage. We have a lot of research we need to do. They do have legal weed there now. We could all work in a weed dispensary together. Dude, I know. Last time and I was up there, in the back room. dude was walking the down counter the counter street codeine. with the biggest blunt I ever did see. Oh, the ever ever loving bullet? Yeah, it's, it, well, it's been like, I think it's been decriminalized dude, for a he while. He walked out of a shop and it was like literally like a banana-sized blunt. I may, oh, God bless the Holy shit. I may have been walking down the streets in of the Toronto. double lettuce in Ontario Ooh. a couple times. You never, or I mean Toronto, not Ontario. Just like out <laughs> in the open though, like walking down the street going, look. I Drugs. mean, check it out. It was <laughs> drugs. It was at night in front of a club. I wasn't like drugs, black oh. drugs. I'm drugs. You're drugs. Let's do drugs. drugs. <laughs> I'm I drugs. You're that. drugs. Yeah, I wish you well, had. That would be uh, weird if tri- you did. Triple marriage where we're going to work at a dispensary, podcast in the back room. My wife and kids will eventually catch up with of us. Of course they They'll will. They'll figure this out. We'll Listen. leave them instructions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave a map. Charles, Evelyn, Papa loves you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nicole, find us. Nicole. Four-way marriage is often work. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be wonderful for our family. You can have them on Thursdays. (sighs) All right, so I know I was a little heavy on the RCMP, but... This is well. I this feel is, like this is a wicked pissa. They're trying to do a shenanigans. Shenanigans against the late great Frank. I'm not sure why though. All right. According to the RCMP, Edwards manufactured the whole affair for his book, and no such, and that no such event ever occurred, as printed. On the RCMP website, and I'm very glad I found this because it was not there for is long. Is the site still active? I don't, I don't believe that this is still up, but oh. I managed to catch it. Is that on the dark web? I don't think so. <laughs> this, is, this is directly from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police website from that era. Not from that era, but like from about 10 years ago. The story about the disappearance in the 1930s of an Inuit fishing village near Lake Anjikuni is not true. An American author by the name of Frank Edwards is purported to have started this story in his book Stranger Than Science. It has become a popular piece of journalism repeatedly published and referred to in books and magazines. There is no evidence, however, to support such a story. A village with such a large population would not have existed in such a remote area of the Northwest Territories, 62 degrees north and 100 degrees west, about 100 kilometers west of Eskimo Point. Very specific. I don't understand kilometers. Furthermore... (laughs) <laughs> the mounted police who patrolled the area recorded no untoward, love that word, events of any kind, and neither did local trappers or missionaries. So we got the RCMP well, wait a putting the fucking hammer down on this. That's like, what this they shit did. didn't even happen. Boom. Well, wait a minute. Didn't didn't the, the articles come out before the Edwards? Am I missing something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because the Edward... articles were, the, the, the people that interviewed Joe LaBelle. So he's just calling, they're calling shenanigans on everything. So but they're blaming, everything. But they're, they're just blaming that, look, Edwards? Yes. Even though there are oddly enough, because Edwards published it in his book in the Stranger Than series, the articles were in the 30s pre-internet, as we've determined. Absolutely. So yeah, they're trying to say that Edwards basically made it up, but really, wouldn't it be LaBelle that made it up? That's what I'm saying. Well, what like, I've got to give you sense. guys both. One of the many reasons I love you too is that you're astute motherfuckers, and we're about to start getting into some of this three-way marriage because you're fucking app that's well th- that's one of the reasons the three-way right, marriage will good, work just, just making sure right. because it, it's you know it's more than just physical attraction and that's the important thing yeah it's, it's smarts yeah, <laughs> yeah it's goddamn personality. smarts personality 
<laughs> what? Oh my God, Thank you said God. that with an evil face. It's personality. Personality. It's how we get relationship. Along. Man friends. <laughs> friends of a man. Yeah, Chris gets man, it. Man time. <laughs> yeah, me and Chris had man time today. That sounds really weird. Time of a man. Shopping for bagels. We went shopping. Wink. Chris and I Dude, shopped Dude, I actually bought bagels. I know. That's right. So I didn't know. I'm like, really? You bought pounds worth of carbohydrates. Yeah, I eat a lot you of bread. Chris <laughs> loves bread. That's the first thing I said. I said Chris loves bread. Why are you surprised? First of all, can the judgment. <laughs> he needs his carbs. He's a healing boy. I bought hot dog rolls and hamburger rolls. I'm like, Chris, they're only 87 cents for the hot dog rolls and 87 cents for the hamburger rolls. And he was like, yeah, duh. Welcome to fucking bread world. I know. That's <laughs> cheap. But yeah, buns and shit are cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I hear, hear, all right. Carbo land. Man time. Time of a man. All right. Jesus. We need to get Carb focused. That We do not need to go down the carpet hole. <laughs> all right. I'll be the first to admit that the case of the missing Angie Cooney Inuits is a more than infectious tale. And there can be little doubt that the alleged missing persons count offered in many reports, including the world's greatest UFO mysteries by the aforementioned Boren Blindell, ah, Blindell, which puts the figure at a ludicrously whopping 2,000, have been massively exaggerated. But it seems as if the RCMP's stance is a little dismissive, not to mention simply incorrect. So, real quick, the book was saying that 2,000 people went missing? One of the later books. The okay. Boris Lindell book. Why we can't have yeah, nice well, things. That, no, this is why you have to do more than you have to research more than one or right. two sources. But the first you year was said like it was so small, but you look thirty. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and that is plenty mystery for me. In this book, now exaggerated. Like well, no, thirty is weird. But in the, this book put it to two thousand. Yeah, but just because there's going to be, they're just giving the RCMP ammunition that this is all fake. But somebody's going to throw a monkey dick in the works everywhere you go, and oh, and everyone dick. else wants to be like, Worst oh dick. fuck, <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> Well, it's real, <laughs> goddammit. Dismiss the monkey no. dick. No, I know, but 30 at least is a little Maybe bit Maybe I more. meant to say monkey wrench. <laughs> it's Maybe at least I more meant to say whatever says throw a monkey I dick just in this did. situation. My poetic license is valid through yeah. 2019. Thank you. Oh, it's going to expire soon. Yeah, yeah, I know, so I better hurry up because I say a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> All right, well, you get on okay. that. All right. But no, Mon that's a big discrepancy, though. It's like. a huge discrepancy. But still, yeah, two it, people it hammering out. Probably something they want to sell. I'm not dissing. I don't know Boren Blundell. I'm not going to throw no, them under the bus. No, I know, but maybe they're just trying to make a quick buck. I know, but reencapsulating mysteries. You're casting a shadow of doubt on of the course possible you are. truth. But let me explain. Okay. Okay. What's going on? Continue. To begin with, as mentioned above, the first known accounts of this incident were not published after Edwards' 1959 book, but in the same year as the unexplained event, as the unexplained event was said to have occurred, which we, which is what you guys said. Okay. Cool. This means that there is no way he could have concocted the legend. Also, there well, are records of at least two separate investigations into the subject by members of the RCMP. So there's paperwork from the RCMP that they did investigate this. Yes. But Even though they flat out put a denial on their web, which, by the way, has long since been taken down. Okay. Okay. The first, perhaps unofficial investigation following the Mounties who responded to LaBelle's <clears throat> initial report was launched on January 17, 1931, just months after the events in question. The man in charge of the case was an inquisitive RCMP officer named Sergeant J. Nelson. Was his first name Sergeant? Yes. Really? No. That's his title. Damn. Oh, Sergeant J. Nelson. Sorry. We're talking... I don't know, I thought it was, that was, that's what I thought. He was stationed with the Lapaf <laughs> detachment. Didn't think that. <laughs> I know you did. You guys are being you guys are older and being mean to me. 
Why? If you want to be married to us, you better fucking learn your place in this situation. <laughs> I, son. I thought his name was Sergeant right, Nelson. Maybe I, maybe Let's I just didn't. call. Can we call him Nelson from maybe now I didn't. on, maybe please? I didn't. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, maybe we did. Maybe this I didn't. is why we maybe can't have nice stories. <laughs> All right, so Sergeant J. Nelson. Yes. Oh, screw the triple marriage. Hey, hey. It's not working. Love will find Listen. a way. Don't worry. I think we can work through it for the sake of Canada. I think we can work through it. Yeah. That, there it is. Yeah. You, you sang your way back yeah. into my heart. Yeah, I tesla you. Nelson became intrigued by the unusual reports hailing from the region and decided to make what he qualified as diligent inquiries from different sources. But it is unclear as to whether or not his investigation, whether or not his investigation was sanctioned by the RCMP. Nelson will go on to declare that he could find no foundations for this story. Hmm. According to information gleaned by Chris Rutowski and Jeff Dittman for their book, The Canadian UFO Report, The Best Cases Revealed, Nelson's <clears throat> assumptions were based on a single conversation he had with the unnamed owner of the Windy Lakes Trading Post who had told him that he had not heard about the deserted village from any of the trappers that came through his store. The gossipy store owner even went so far as to say that he had heard that LaBelle originally hailed from the south of the Northwestern Territory, you know, one of them. South of the North. And that he had likely never been within 100 miles of Lake Anjakuni. This is according to Nelson. A quote. So this guy's like a poser or something? Well, this is what one shady ass fucking old storekeeper is. And, and this officer and Nelson, a, who's undertaking this great he's a, he's expedition. He's a gossip, right? He's a gossip. He he's goes a gossiper. To, it's like you go to the corner store and be like, did you hear about it? Nah. Did you hear about this other guy? Pff, poser. Yeah. Case closed. He's from the south of the north. Yeah, when you you're know. from the south of the north, you know. But they the don't know south things. Of the north? Isn't it just the south? Of the north. Well, when you're I mean, really? that north, everything is south. The Are south of the north is north to us. Absolutely. Well, yeah, to uh, us. The but south I mean, of their the, north is way north. If you're the north and they're like, go south, you're fucking going south. For the rest of your life. Of yeah. the north. <laughs> <laughs> Until you come all the way back around. Yeah. Ah, but you can't. This is what the Nelson had to say. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Did you really just... Yeah, I just right, did. For another day. Joe LaBelle, the trapper, who is alleged to have related the story to Emmett E. Kelleher, the correspondent, is considered to be a newcomer to the country, and doubts are expressed as to whether or not he's ever been in the territories. A newcomer to the country. Who knows? One guy. He talked to one guy at a store. Okay. All right. Nelson so, further attempted okay. to shore up the veracity. Go ahead. No, say what you no, want to say. It seems like they're trying to poke holes in the story. And it seems like Nelson maybe is more going out there to debunk than to investigate, to right. be honest. He, Nelson further attempted to shore up the veracity of his version of events by casting aspersions upon the journalistic integrity of Kelleher, stating that he had a habit of writing colorful stories on the North and very little credence can be given to his articles. They that are being noted, him apart. Yeah, well, skeptics. That being noted, he did admit to not having interviewed the reporter, but claimed that he intended to do so as soon as the opportunity allowed. Oh, uh, he's just talking shit. shit. That is just plain old-fashioned shit talk. He's like a fucking internet talk. keyboard warrior. Just He's talking a troll, shit. practically. So in the end, Nelson, fucking Nelson summed it up this way. Despite the fact that Nelson seemed only to be reporting hearsay from a single source, he would terminate his inquiry by stating that the case for the vanished village rests upon the story of an inexperienced trapper told to an imaginative and not-too-conscientious newsman. Ooh. It goes without saying that skeptics hail this as the final word regarding this event, but... With all due respect to Officer Nelson, it seems as if he was a skeptic right out the gate who never had any intention of actually digging for the truth. 
None of this, of course, proves or disproves the case's veracity, but as we've often stated in the past, one need maintain a skeptical eye toward both those who support unconventional theories as well as those who strive to debunk them out of hand. Sadly, it would seem that any Tom, Dick, or Harry who claims hoax is given instant credibility in the media, while those who are courageous enough to look at the evidence in an unbiased light are dismissed as gullible or worse. You could rewrite that part and you could say, um, sadly, it seems that any Chris Mark or Rob who claims a hoax. <laughs> I'm just saying this. Um, you could. You could put Chris Mark and Rob in there. We're all pretty, you know, you could do but it. But we, we rarely claim hoax. We're open-minded. No, but we do, we do skeptical. Keep, yes, we keep hoax in the Chris more so than me purview. You more so than me, but we like to keep an open okay, mind. I'm just saying, we keep the hoax. The possibility of a hoax is always there. We live in a world full of hoaxes. We do, and, and you always have you always have to be aware of that. Absolutely, or also, even exaggerations, because yeah. exaggerations can tip something from being merely fascinating. Much like we see with it was thirty people or it was two thousand. Oh, that's, that's causes a huge, a huge issue. discrepancy. All right, casting a shadow of doubt on the truth. All right, so let's throw this. Let's just throw this last bit of proof, and then okay. we'll start discussing what we think. In November 1970, in the, in the excuse me, November 1976 edition of Fate magazine, <clears throat> this mystery was dusted off in an article titled "Vanished Village Revisited" by Dwight Whalens. The article confirmed that there were records showing that the RCMP had investigated the case again in 1931. So in 1930 originally, and then again in 1931. Okay. These Mounties did admit to discovering the settlement, but they deemed it to be either a seasonal or permanent abandonment of the site, and perhaps conveniently declared the case closed. While it is known that many Inuit tribes were still semi-nomadic in the 1930s, they would never have deserted their homes, be they temporary or permanent, in the dead of winter without their prized rifles and essential provisions, like fucking coats and food, just for example. Right, but, okay. All right. All right. When one considers all of the ramifications of this case, <clears throat> it is difficult not to blame law enforcement officials for wanting the whole Anjikuni debacle to disappear. The RCPM's wholly inaccurate disclaimer is an obvious attempt to distance their organization from an enigmatic cold case that does not necessarily reflect highly on the RCMP and, more significantly, is now well over 70 years old. So, if we just take for granted that the minimum, 30 people went missing that okay. day, right. and that Joe LaBelle stumbled on it, we have to ask, what the fuck happened? Okay. All right, so let's start All right. tossing some ideas around So... That. Well, I think regardless of it's 30 or 2,000 at this point. I mean, we can start at 30, but I mean, 2,000 is weirder and worse. But oh, like, yeah. Regardless, if, it's if just what he found is true, I guess then the number, the number doesn't matter because the stuff he found is right, weird enough. So. Right, but it's, I'm sure it's easier to, to, for 30 people to move together. Well, yeah, and, well, yeah and 30 people to just take the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Regardless. Right. The, I, the only thing that's weird about those, I mean, it's all fucking weird, but <clears throat> is the discrepancy of... Finding a fire and, and moldy shit and then starved dogs. <clears throat> right, right. So the, the time frame seems to be an issue. I'm curious, though, with LaBelle, when he came across this, like, he brought the RCMP back there to check it out. Yeah, he was And they claimed frightened. that they did, and they found the berries, and they said that it was two months or whatever. Yeah, I still don't know about I just that wonder, one, man. I, I just wonder if really maybe... It almost seems to me like it was that they said that they were like you know they were they they migrated a lot and, and clearly they did leave some things behind but was that also embellished? They could have easily have been embellished. Well, you know, we, a couple fishing rods and not a being gun or two exactly. could have been like oh they left everything because yeah. that. Or they could have they, they could have said you know what like we don't need this shit because we're gonna be making new shit because they make all their own stuff. 
well, fuck it, leave it, and we're taking off. Yeah, but you don't just make food out of thin air. That's true. You have That's coats true. that you have. You have weapons that you have. Yeah. You're I not going um, to whittle a like, rifle. When they would migrate so would like that, that like if another group of Inuits came across their village, would they just kind of take that over as their own? Maybe. And just be like, okay, they left us stuff. Or so maybe they, they took know. minimal stuff and they're like, well, maybe we'll come back. Right. Just take what we need and right. we're going to come back I mean, here the at whole a certain grave thing is, The whole grave thing is kind of weird, but... Okay, ah, well, let's stick to the... Really. The normal weird right, stuff, and then right. we get to the weird weird. Because that's weird weird. Here's the other thing, though. Yeah. Joe LaBelle, <clears throat> you know, dismissed by Nelson and Windy Rivers trading fucking post guy or whatever the, the fuck his name was. The gossipy Fucking, they're like, oh, he was new to the territory, doesn't know it. Well, other accounts state the exact opposite, that, you know, he was a seasoned trapper from the region. If he felt yeah. like, okay, they left some of their things behind, but they left, I can build a warm fire. Why would he walk additional miles risking his life in a place where there's wolves and bears right. and frostbite just to when go to goes. a telegraph station <clears throat> just to wait there until they uh, the canadian police arrive just to go back to the village yeah. to make himself look like an asshole right like to me there's what gives this a touch of veracity i'm not saying that it's not like a smoking gun and proves 100 percent that it happened but what gives it a touch of veracity is how paranoid he was based on what he found in this village or the lack thereof. Lack thereof is in people and what he found in terms of food, weapons, everything else. And the fact that he was so quick to bring authorities back there. Right. We have to acknowledge that. The RCMP yeah, well, going yeah, out of yeah. their way to make a website saying that this isn't true, but then there are but then there are allegedly documents showing that they did investigate it is a little bit weird. It's a little weird. It's almost like it's it's long gone. We're sick of fielding questions. Right. Fuck your X-Files bullshit. We've got real crimes to solve. I almost don't blame, honestly, I was riding them pretty hard a minute ago. I don't blame 21st century Royal Canadian Mounties for saying, I'm, I fucking don't want to answer this question. Right. My yeah, grandfather but I mean, wasn't dealing with this. You I could have really just released whatever the report was. True. Yeah, this totally. is all we have. Yeah. It's look at it. Stop bothering us. Like, like but you know what I mean. That's all they could have done. You show up to an abandoned man. village and you do your investigation. And you're like, yeah, guess what? They're gone. I mean, I'm sure the report wasn't there's not like much a billion you can really pages. Do. Yeah, no, I'm nothing, sure it was. Literally so, nothing like you can 30, do. Forty pages max. There's if no, that, there's no bodies. There's no foul play. They've left everything there. That's like, part of the mystery. There's literally nothing you can do. So you let's ask the. Yeah, it's an abandoned village. The real question we want to ask is. What force could compel a seasoned tribe of Inuits to leave the safety of their homes without taking tools, food, weapons, or the dogs necessary for their survival in the harsh climate of the country? Oh, I forgot about the dogs. Rest that is important. Dogs. Their kayaks are behind. Their food. Yep. Their weapons. Their coats. Yeah, well, it, it depends. You, you did say wood, wood spirits, right? Wood, wood spirits? Spirits of wood. Wendigos. Yeah. I feel Multiple like Wendigos. Let me propose some of the theories that okay. people have thrown out there, right. and then we'll play with each we'll, one one by we'll one. We'll start with this. Yeah, okay. it's easier to go this way. This is going to come as no surprise. Okay. In the latter half of the 20th century, numerous ufologists, you see where this is going, uh, and in all fairness, blame the fucking grays. No, UFOs well, we'll get, were seen, yeah. okay. right, blame, speculated blame the that grays. the residents of this remote Canadian village might well have been the unsuspecting victims of one of the largest mass alien abductions in history. Mm. This hypothesis is based in no small part on the Lawrence, remember the French trapping family, yeah, yeah. observations of the cylindrical slash bullet-shaped object hurtling toward Anjakuni, as well as the bizarre blue light seen by the Mounties in the night sky above the yeah, village. But that's all. But that's, that's still as sketchy as the Dills. I know. Yeah, that's all the evidence. You're pushing all the blame on the Greys and or the Draconians. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, Dracos. For or no the Mantis folk. Other than you thought that you saw the some Nordics, shit. Blue yeah. lights and a can of Coors Light. 
Ah, oh, silver bullets killing wow. werewolves. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a cylinder turned to a bullet, which yeah. is the same thing anyway. But in all fairness, this is one of the few things that would explain how every living soul in the village would manage to evaporate without a trace. While in the thick of daily chores, With alien abduction, sewing a fucking uh, well, seal skin maybe, part together. I maybe. mean, if, what is the one paranormal slash ufological slash cryptozoic? I mean, what's the one overridingly fortean thing that takes you away from yes, what you're doing in the, the middle abduction, of your doing it? Yeah. Alien abduction, right? But that's that doesn't mean that. I'm not saying I'm thinking that's it. I'm just right. I know, well, I that know. doesn't mean there's other explanations and something else couldn't have done it. Like people always say. People disappear, so it's aliens. I mean, there could be right. shit we don't know. Mini does, black holes. Does anyone want to get into a little supernatural history of the the north above the north south north? Oh, I hate oh, snow ghosts. Really? Ghosts of the north. Of the high north. Demons of the cold. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of on the right that's track. That's another cool black walk, metal. Fuck. No, no, I, I, no, that's fiction. But sure, yeah, why but not? How do you know? Big, you're right. I don't. Everything that's made up is real somewhere. In some dimension, R. R. Martin's Maybe. name is being fucking cursed. Because fucking White Walkers are real. Dude, grab the wall, dude. LaBelle himself told reporters that he believed that the Anchicuni people were now missing due to a run-in with the, and I quote, Eskimo's evil spirit, Torn Rark. Torn Rark? Yeah. That's fucking let that Let that roll around your tongue for a while. Suck rark. that little fucking jelly bean for a bit. Yeah. That's pretty... Jeez. That's pretty... Fucking creepy. The demonic entity that LaBelle referred to appears to be, and this is some research I did, okay. a misspelling of Torn Garsuk, also known as Torn Gasuk. Oh, fuck say. Torenatic, Torn Gasok, Tungan Gayak, and Torn Narsuk. How many fucking. That was Klingon. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that was, yeah, Because honestly, clearly, I could not. Yeah, I, that was Klingon. No, I did research. I researched. You're boarding a bird of prey. What I do. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't help but pronounce it like I'm wharf for fucking days because I do not know how to pronounce these words okay. in the proper dialect. That's a lot of fucking pronunciation. But let's spellings. go with the Torn Rark because that's pretty bad. Okay, so Torn Rark is. According a, to Inuit legend, oh, is a powerful okay, sky deity. I know, I feel like I'm a politician <laughs> on the podium. I know, you're like, but I want to say this. Right. Is a powerful sky deity who is the leader of a legion of malevolent spirits. Oh, all right. It's mm. cool. It's also worth noting that LaBelle, who, according to Nelson, was a stranger to the region, was familiar enough with its indigenous people and their customs to mention one of their most malevolent deities mm. by name. Indeed. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Nelson. <laughs> Sergeant J. Nelson. All right, I guess it was your, torn. Lord of the Lies. Your first name is not Sergeant, it is your title. It might be. Mark made a mistake. Let it go. I don't know. I'm, I'm picking on oh, him, not you. Dad. How dare you? How dare you? This marriage is going to last, damn it. God damn it. We're going to... Hold my hand. We all need the insurance. Shepard, yeah, shut up. Get along. We so do. Shut up and get along. Torn Rark. Torn Rark sounds kind of... So... Edwards is saying uh, that the, just, the Eskimos or that this was the, his personal the, opinion. The Inuit's devil god with his legion of other devil. He's a sky gods deity came with a down lot of and, malevolent spirits okay. who came all down, right. said to be invisible hey, to possible. all but Inuit shamans, who are known to well, recite well, incantations and make animal sacrifices in order to keep this so-called quote-unquote great devil at bay. Oh. This malicious being was said huh. to be. A, I'm sorry. This malicious being was said to occasionally appear in animal form, such as that of a bear. You know, the polar bear, the hard to identify. Is that what is that like what the thing did? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, so yeah. oh, okay. it's John Carpenter's the thing. So it never was an alien. It is was it? just the spaceship of Torn Rark, and they found it. And Why does Torn Rark sound like a Scientology deity? 
I don't know. Yeah, Xenu. Probably because fucking Torn Rock. He knew his shit. It still to sounds clean. Even, even the simple one sounds Klingon, though. So. Oh, does, yeah, it yeah. does. Absolutely. All right. Okay, so, so that's right. one of his ideas. So, how do we feel about the demon theory? I mean, is there I'm, more, or is that, that's, that No, there's more, there's more suggestions, yes. I'm always pro demon. I think I'm pro demon, but. I'm not ready to go I, that I need any to hear of those my yet. options. All right, so we got E.T., demon attack. Okay. Alien abduction, demon attack. Okay. This. I think I've read a few of this online, but I think this is more to do with Steve Niles and Ben Temple Smith's 30 Days of Night, which is vamps. Yeah. When exposed to the kind of prolonged darkness that occurs when living in the land of the midnight sun, who knows what kind of insidious beast one may fall prey to. Nevertheless, as much as I'm excited about the idea of vampires (laughs) eating people. Are they bringing Vlad the Impaler into this shit? Just the idea that Uh, vampires can function. I don't know, man. It's not one of my favorite theories. In fact, I'm I don't not really saying like that we it. have like a, like proof of like a Sasquatch, the but do we have utter, any proof of vampires? The utter lack of blood or any signs of struggle would seem to indicate that because this is probably not they a mess. Fucking suck the blood. I just I don't think that. I mean, I think that's just some dumb shit. I put it in there because people have said it. Now we're we, am can, I, we can move am on. Am I ignorant for writing vampires off completely? Is that my ignorance? If no. it is, tell me. I don't. Well, you know, I what? need I need to be no. I need Listen, to be, I think there's probably something to it, but do I think? I mean, do I think they would prey an entire... I mean, suppo- just, right, just suppose, for okay, example, that right. vampires are real. Be they psychic, be they the blood-sucking variety. Let's just, let's just tab- put that on the table for now and not discuss the merits of that. We'll save that Vampire. for its own time. Would they... It, it oh would be God. like a farmer literally butchering every cow in the herd right. all at once and then having nothing left. Like, okay. it makes no fucking sense no, to me that no, that it, was it, how it you just slaughter the sense, entire yeah. thing. Your you food. just... So, so, I mean, for that reason alone, I'm hesitant okay. to think. All right, so Blade was a documentary, is that what you're telling me? Probably. Okay, good. Seems oh, yeah, likely. no, that was... One of my favorite Marvel movies, probably. Eh, you mean, yeah. like, pre, ben, pre-Marvel. Pre, pre-MCU Marvel, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, Blade Two, early Del Toro. Oh, Blade Two is like phenomenal. I like Blade Three. I'm going to fuck. It's good. Historical records, my friends, are chock full of stories of individuals and entire groups of people who just mysteriously disappeared. Without doubt, the most famous mass vanishing in North American history mm. is the unknown fate of the citizens of Roanoke Colony, who were last seen alive in 1587. I, I could go on and on with similar cases, but suffice it to say, there is a genuine precedent for unexplained disappearances. Some think they might have slipped into an alternate... Care to take it? Dimension. Oh, snap. <laughs> so those are the theories that are out there. <laughs> My song sucks. I know it. I accept no, it. That was I said no, that was nobody terrible. said anything. You, 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 you I saw your look. It. It I was saw evocative. your look. This marriage will not last. Oh, my God. Why does it have to be like See, that? See, already because you're getting... You, I'm already you're, leaving. You're, you're really? I'm already leaving this You know marriage. what? I'm going to my mom's. I'm spending the night at <laughs> <in> my mom's. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Niagara Falls. Fuck you guys. I'm going to go sleep at the falls. Oh, my God. Okay, okay so, there's, so var- there's variables here. Lots of variables. Yeah, there is. Um, I, I'm not inclined to necessarily think any of the... I don't... Okay, so... The other shit is true. Where they are located, though, did they go through that phase of 30 days of night? Yeah. Okay, so that, I think that could play... Well, in, you know, I should say I think not, so. Yeah, oh, but I'm is not it complete sure. dark See, or is it like twilight? Latitude. I don't right. know how that works. So I'm, I say yeah, but honestly, I don't know. Okay. I think, honestly, because of how remote these people are living, like just how deep they are into the cold, like I mean, shit, anything could happen. Whether it, it, something, but, something nefarious or they're just like, you know what? Fuck the spot. All right, we're if, we're if failing. It, let, let's, let's go to legit shit. Okay. If, not that I know, I don't know anything about Inuit history or no, intertribal either. raids no, or no anything idea. like that. I probably should have looked it up. I didn't. 
but assuming that they function like a lot of other human beings, maybe at certain periods villages attack other villages during times well, yeah, of like, stress or dire need. Like yeah. Native Americans but that, back in the day. That yeah. doesn't seem to be the case simply because no evidence of uh, <clears throat> struggle, no, no of blood, bodies, no nothing, of blood, yeah. of of the, the what the victors would do, whether it was the people that, if the people that lived there were the victors, they'd be there. <clears throat> right. If the other group were, then they'd take all the shit that was valuable. Maybe, or, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, so I don't believe that's the case. They obviously were Maybe. like superstitious well, people. I, well, not superstitious, but like, like all, supernaturally aware. Yeah, of course. Because they have shamans and they're sacrificing animals. That, I mean, how hard would it really be for one of them for something to happen? You know, yeah, but like what? Like, I don't know. What like do you mean, a, like Book of the Dead, Evil Dead shit? Like they conjured something? No, or no, do you no. Mean... Like something legitimately happened, and they're like, "Oh shit, that's a bad sign. We need to get the fuck out of here." Okay, and but then that, they just bolted. That doesn't explain the desecration of the one to twenty. Okay, and they, I'm, let's go on the yeah. Well, that's side that, of one. That's grave. another. The desecration that's variable. Of, the grave is of the dogs. Yeah. If the dogs were tied up, yeah, it's right, still right. iffy. It's still iffy that that's they could starve that quickly. Okay. But why wouldn't they go back to the village? And and still, if even if it is, I mean, if all right, if there's a supernatural deity and the shaman says we all have to get into three kayaks or right. however many can fit thirty people, leave all our shit behind, sail out into the middle of the lake and wait for the evil to pass, and then they all drown in a blizzard. Right, that's real extreme shit. You can't take your gun. You can't take your food. Don't put on your coats. We have to leave enough boats on shore so that the demon is fooled, thinking we're still home. I mean, this is a convoluted mess that would yeah. relate, you know, that would end in them losing their lives without any trace of them. Right. That doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Well, that's assuming that everything was left that he claims was left. Well, of course. Like but I you said, have to accept that, or then you everything's well, out the well, window. Well, he doesn't. I mean, he could. He says all, but what does all mean? Like if he says he left all their guns. Did he really go and count every fucking gun and every... In uh, all fairness, it wasn't... I don't believe... I don't believe it was LaBelle that said the guns were all there, though it might have been. Not I just guns. I'm, I'm saying just... I, the food, the... Right. Who fish, knows? What right. if everyone had a couple guns? What if everyone had... Maybe maybe it was a little bit of paranoia and something happened. They're like, just take one, take one fucking thing we need right, and we're out. Help. So maybe if yeah. they, everyone had two guns, a gun's going to be left. Right. Right. There's still discrepancies between the fire and just, the food a, and the fucking dogs. I don't see enough dogs. to tie aliens into this besides like they saw some things in the no, sky. No, a but shiny like, bullet cylinder. Yeah. And then well, like, right, no, I agree. It's shaky as the dills, but let me play devil's advocate on that front. There, there was a UFO scene during that exact time period heading in that direction by the Laurent family. One sighting, though. There were, yeah, well, there was also strange lights above the village seen by the mounted Our, police. Okay, the RCMP. Animal fire. There was no trace <laughs> of go. tracks leaving the village. Mm-hmm. Windy day, blizzard, easy enough to cover up that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm yes. just trying to okay. compile a series. All right. There's <clears throat> some, I, again, I, to jump to the idea that they were abducted by aliens to me is a huge leap of faith. One right. I'm not willing to make. But I can see why yeah. a lot of people would be like, well, if they're not going up, where the fuck are they going? Right. And that's the other thing. Even if, like Chris said, they're leaving one of their guns behind for every two they take, in what circumstance do the women and children also leave? This is not a hunting party. If you're not abandoning your village, if, you're, if your village yeah, is still well, standing and can support life and, and fire and warmth and survival, you don't take your whole village with you. No, there, that's why I said there had to be some, if they've just, if they are still a little bit old school and they had this 
compare. They saw something they thought was an omen, just something. Well, it's kind of like what I was saying was we don't like know the village. If it just took one stupid little they, fucking they, they, thing, there was a seal missing a flipper, and they're like, we're fucked. Or like I said, we if they're nomadic, maybe they take, they go off somewhere else and come back to the place. They right. just maybe never made it fucking back. That was just or the final I mean, time they left and never came if back. If there are, that's yeah, a legitimate possibility. Like it inter, really is. If there is like intertribal warfare, yeah. Then they may have, it may have been something as simple as like we saw some scouts. We don't have time to get our shit. We just need to get the fuck out. Yeah. But I don't know anything about any culture. Either. I, don't I would know think nothing. you would want to defend your food stores nah, I and your too. village. I would but I don't know. It's no. definitely weird that he shows up in that every. It's like a snapshot in time. All of a sudden, bam. Yeah, if that's everyone's gone. What it was. Right. All right. Let's right. let's let's discuss the elephant in the room. A mass low blood sugar. They all are craving some Fritos and some seal meat. Yeah. The diabetes is setting in. Uh, do they, they eat leave, shrooms too? They leave en masse. Okay. They accidentally because eat some, of diabetes? some psychedelic fucking li- sea lion Fro- meat. <laughs> Dude, they, they Psych- went to the North Pole. Psychedelic. Oh, there was Santa? They needed sugar. They went to see goddamn Santa. There was they, Santa. They oh rode a narwhal. Yeah. Oh, right, wait, no, wait. A plague <laughs> hits the North Pole. Only afflicts the elves. They're ancient people. They've been around long before Santa. They're the they're the they're the wonderful kids of the woods. The people that help bring this world into being. But somehow they can't live in it anymore. Their time has come. Their time is passing. Tolkien will tell you about it. Okay, Don't okay, worry about all right, it. All right, all right. <laughs> when things are over, okay. Santa is he going to stop making toys? Sure, he only makes it for a couple of good, really Catholic kids that live in Mexico. No, I mean, he's not he's not no, widespread the anymore. Kids get presents. He's not widespread anymore. Okay, I'm saying San, Santa's got a little. All right. All right Let's drop my let's drop my assertion there. He still wants to make kids for everyone, but he can't because his elves are dead. <laughs> he has to call upon the people. He calls upon the people of Anchicuni, <laughs> the noblest people okay. of the north, no, okay. and says, yeah, yeah. "Listen, you don't need to bring your guns. I've got plenty of food." So Santa Claus hey, brought them. Should, okay, I, should cool. I should I wear my sealskin jacket, Santa? I got a parka for you right here, buddy. <laughs> everyone, hop in the sled. Guess who gets to live forever? Eat candy canes, drink eggnog, make toys. Yeah. The Anjakuni bitches. That's the same. All right, so oh, pruck Santa, problem solved. This is the first aside, happy ending we've ever had. It was, you know, they all. They, it was it Santa. Really is. It became fucking elves in the North Pole. It, dude, it really makes more sense it, than aliens. It sure God, does. It does, yeah. Uh, it's surprising. Oh, it does. Santa is okay. so fucking real. So Santa, <laughs> Santa and aliens aside, um. The paranormal aspect, I think, is kind of cool. I think it's got a, a fun cinematic twist to it. Um, you know, a mass exodus like that, 30 people or 2,000 people. Even if it was 54. It's still 30 weird. 30 people, yeah. I could see 30 happening more than I can see 2,000. Of course. Well, still, yeah. 2,000 so, is patently absurd. What's more interesting, though, is that there seems to be this internal fight with everyone involved, like, well, you're talking shit and you're lying and you're making this up. Yeah. And the RCMP goes as far as to make a website to be like, this is not true. But they inexplicably blame Frank Edwards yeah. from 1959. Yeah, yeah well, do. that doesn't make yeah. sense. That so makes no sense. I'm going to go with that. It has to be. I feel like it has to be small. I can't believe. 2000. No, I'm going to say it's got to be 30 people. Is, if that's 30 it's people. still a definitely. solid big village. There's no yeah. way they searched every single. Yeah, there's no way. Thing that would be a gigantic well, if, village. If only, I, if only just, yeah, no, not yeah. if it's two thousand. If there was thirty to say seventy people living there, that easily makes, you could yeah. Check two, so I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna just call three thousand is not a thing. I, I think no, we all are here. in agreement on okay. that. All right, cool. There's just no fucking. Way. And the only source for it again is Born Blundell, fine authors, I'm sure. Right. Not here to judge, but that just seems like 
their source was just yeah out of proportion. That's impossible. How do you investigate that many households? That many you just it just doesn't make sense. No, you can't. no especially <clears throat> when there's no drift, you can't track anything. Oh yeah, that's at some that twenty point. days later meets yeah. John Carpenter's the thing. That's too much. It's a sprawling yeah. mass of nothing. Bizarre. It is bizarre. Definitely they, weird. I, I think some I can, of the facts I'm I think are shaky. Of course, we're, we're, almost all the we're facts all, we're are shaky. shaky. We're shaky. But if even if you go to the lowest common denominator of the facts, right. um, thirty people, fine. Uh, one grave disturbed. Right. Still weird by Inuit. Still things. strange. Um, yeah. Dogs were tied to scrub brush. Okay, fine. Weird. They, they it wasn't a supernatural force that made them that compelled them to rather starve themselves than go into the village <clears> and eat. But why would they leave one of their most precious resources? Yeah, it's true. Behind, it's even true. if they were making a mass exodus, they would take their dogs. Yeah. Maybe, but it was just three. Maybe they already had a bunch. Maybe they were dying. Maybe I mean, there could be a plenty of reasons. True, you're right. Because everything we can say for can have an against. An against, yeah, and that's totally. fine. Yeah. that's part of the but joy. One, of this. one grave doesn't make sense. I mean, that's oddly specific. Yeah, the ground, I mean, even I mean, the ground's gonna grave, be frozen. Like, it's perfect, and then single lots. zombie. I'm like. Eh. A single zombie oh, can take out 30 single people. Single zombie, not if it's a from... Romero zombie. Well, yeah, but, yeah, no. as much as and God bless George Romero. Uh, I say George Romero. You're gonna make me go down that hole, but still, that meant said maybe it's more of like a crazy Evil Dead zombie. Like something came out. Like it like honestly. Torn rock came down. Yeah, like something. One guy, something came out of the ground and gently killed his rocks in place. Yeah, yeah, but it cut it cut itself out perfectly. Like they say, it could not have been done. They oh, said yeah, it, you know true. what I mean? They said it was. They true. said it couldn't be done by an animal, right? The, the which, which to me means okay. it was perfectly. But he could have come out of the grave, or she, right, full of the demon's wrath, and still have OCD and be like, nope. There's right. two knee piles. <laughs> two knee That's what I mean. piles. Came out in a way that they made sure they would know oh, that it's but, not animals. But, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, could have I, burst out in like this hellish fury, and then be like, oh, I can't have this. One rock gently placed yeah, here. Exactly. Next rock next to it. Smooth out I'm the gonna, sides I'm of the hole. I'm going to kill this fucking village as soon as I'm finished making you this grave look tidy. You call OCD. I call it controlling my universe. That's you know, how I function as a human. It's funny. I wasn't right? indicting you personally, but I'm so glad are. for that confession. I think you are. I think you indicting So me. when you come back from the dead, a victim of torn gark, <laughs> are you going to fucking make a tidiness <laughs> yes. of your grave before of fact, you go slay the fucking town? Yes, and my hair will look nice when I come out of my grave, too. I'm sure. Exactly. I can't help. It's, to me, it's like one of those old 80s Hong Kong it horror films. Oh, that's, like, yeah, that's the, the deal. And everything's blowing like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, and it's a zoom, and there's weird lights. Like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah. <laughs> And it's all Sam Raimi as the dick. Yeah, there's fog machines, but they're fast fog machines, not slow. It's like fast oh, wind yeah, fog. Yeah. Well, almost like like a, like a Cemetery Man. That would be a really good horror film. That would be, too. One demon-possessed court. You know, the, the guy that was done wrong, or the girl that was banished because she fell yeah. in love with like the chief's son, but he banged her out, but then acted like he was too good for her, so she dies alone and pregnant and takes her own life, and then the evil Jeez. deity comes down wow. and says, I will let... Because that's like every fucking it's, Indonesian... It's, no, yeah, yeah. Susanna Black Magic revenge film. Like, it's the good yeah, girl no, it is, it who's is. a yeah. solid, true, true believer who is only doing noble things, gets shit on by everyone and says, I will turn to the dark arts and make all of you pay. <laughs> no, that's the deal. And that's what happened. And then her body detaches from her fucking Oh, yeah, like the Monogol. Yeah. Yeah. There you Mystics go. and Bali. All the class. Yeah, it's a, I, I want an army of heads, flying heads. Oh, flying heads make yeah. every movie better. Period. Yeah. So how do we how do we uh, end this? What, what do we say? I think I don't know. I want to visually see. I don't know. I want to. I I, I want a demon to be... battle with fucking Santa and his reindeer sleigh. I, okay. I really want that in my heart to be the truth. The whole RCMP in their like 
being the, adamant that it didn't happen. That's a little dubious to me. It's a, that's like, that's, yeah, you think that's too much. Up, a little bit of a cover-up. What yeah. happened? What was there? Who was there? What was going on? What did they did they find anything at all? We don't know. It's a very real possibility. Yeah, they found something old, questionable. They could not explain. Would they not have covered it up just to make their lives a little easier? Mm. Now, of course, right now we're pissing theories. I'm the Ooh. first to admit that's not based on anything. That's just wild, right. creative speculation. Yeah. All right. But the thing is, at the very least, if the bare bones minimum of this story is true, and there was an unexplained missing village, granted they might they're they're nomadic, but leaving behind precious goods, things you need to live like. Some of your dogs, your weapons, your food, and your fucking coats, and your kayaks, and everything else. And the thought of a whole village leaving at once with no obvious indication of a fire or something that would force them all away. Right. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how villages work. No. That much I know. But you, you know, the, the elderly, the children, the women stay behind, make sure everything's safe and secure while the men seek the, the, you know, the food that'll get you through these cold months. And and you wouldn't all leave unless it was an emergency or something very terrifying. Yeah, which I, for me that's still the easiest answer because I think that is possible. Could a UFO yeah. have hovered over the village, terrified them all because they thought it was some malignant deity from their you know Could old legends, idea. and they're like fucking out out, and they froze to death. Well, yeah, or, if they saw something in the sky that yeah. that what they saw in Russia like just in, a few in, years ago. Yeah, holy fuck, out. Yeah, an inadvertent yeah. UFO yeah. homicide, like uh. What would it be, manslaughter or un- unwitting? I don't know what you the, call it. No, act of God. Uh, but like if a UFO was just chilling out saying, hey, what's up? And they're like, fuck, we got to go. Which is an understandable reaction, by yeah, the way. No, I would have the same well, one. Dude, I mean, and they accidentally kill themselves when it was just some curious yeah. ETs. I don't think they did that. I'm not saying they did. That, I'm they just saying booked, these are all theories. But I feel like this was probably a dime a dozen occurrence back when the first proto-humans and maybe homo sapiens were trying to figure out the world and they saw a comet and they're like Bill, we gotta get the fuck out of here the, yeah, that's yeah, true and they just take off they man. ruin their entire family line could you imagine the like first point, people like, to see a fire because of like lightning yeah, you'd be and they're, the they're hungry oh, they're no, hunting and there's like an well, orange that's the burning bush that's orange over the yeah. right. and they're like a lightning right. dude I don't know what that is let's or just keep, just go <laughs> just continue on yeah. don't look the, like we were saying earlier, as far as them being like, uh, you know, uh, but in all fairness, mystics or whatnot. This is still like the 1930s. And granted, they're a very right. isolated tribe and they don't have access to like the cutting edge technology of 1930 right. as much as we were disparaging it for being 1930s. I mean, if they before, did, no, I know they, I, they still might. But if they still aware. had if they still had a shaman. Right. Like they, traditional they could, medicine makes sense. I feel like it wouldn't take a lot. Like a shamans are like leaders. So if they so there's like, well, the time has come, doodly do happen. Yeah. Just take what you take what you need and go. It's a real possibility. And it so really is. people could easily. I'm sure they had more than one fucking thing of clothes. Right. All right. So people show up and and there's some clothes and some some shit left. And it's like, dude, they left everything. And I'm like, well, you don't was know it, that. But it wasn't really everything. But even still, why is RCMP covering it up? Why? And why was the fire still burning? With that, I know. I know. I can't get over the RC because I, I, I expect better yeah. from them. There, I know there's variables that make it weird. If you told me the FBI weird. or the CIA, I'd be, like, did that? I'd be like, well, yeah, duh, that's what they do. But not the RCMP, goddammit. I believe in them. They're good I mean, people. I know. But you remember when we believed in the Japanese leading our way into the future and then they hucked rocks at the UFO that they threw in the oven? Yeah, I know. Things Shit. break our heart from time to time. Why does everything let us down? I, you know, I'm not ready to table the Santa theory. No, I really I don't think see, you should. I see something beautiful in I that. I think you should. I think childlike that, and wonderful. Yeah, Santa yeah. saved the Anjakuni people, and they live or in he, his kingdom of well, eternity. I mean, did he technically enslave them? No, 
No, they're there. You don't think it's even enslavement? Listen, they can leave anytime they want. Okay, Do they want to be immortal and eat all the sweet reindeer meat and candy canes and wonderment? They eat reindeer meat? Who wouldn't? You need to eat something meat. You need something to keep up your red blood cells. So as soon as reindeer are like... You don't eat Rudolph. No, but I'm saying that they're there and you're eating them? The unflying ones. The children of the fucking reindeer you're going to eat? Can they fly? No. Well, I mean... Well, the ones that can fly get tethered. The ones that can't fly... Right in the old no. maw. So are we going to say that they went to Santa? I really want to. Okay, I'm going to say um, no, act of God, something happened, and they got lost. Chris? You mean they left? Yeah. That they of, left. Their volition, of their own volition because of some bullshit. Yes, I, think they I feel like that's the most reasonable. Oh, wait. We talked about Santa a second ago, and now you're saying that's reasonable? <laughs> just... Yeah. Unbelievable! It's only the, it's only the welcome second most our, reasonable after saying to our marriage, where I yeah. played both sides of the coin to get I see, what I, I want. I see what you did. Dude, the shaman was like the narwhal calls, and they booked yeah, exactly the narwhal. Yeah, it could be. Lake. I just love though the fact that Labelle really thought it was this classic sky demon who had an yes. army of other sky demons. There, now I'm not saying I want to believe they're sky demons because no. Lord knows that's a horrible world to live in. No, but no, Jesus, it, that's sucks. frightening and kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, in a terrible sake, way. I mean, look at. Okay, Santa Claus aside, and then yeah. actual what could have possibly really happened. Close third is going to be Sky Demon. You always go with Sky <laughs> I don't, Demon. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a close third. It's a close third. Yeah, oh, because Jesus. you have the joy and the wonderment and lies of no, Santa listen. Claus. And then you have the actual what could have possibly happened. They left, but then you have the fucking ultra super other side horror version of fucking the Sky Demon Why comes can't down. Why can't the Demon Dad. have clashed with the claws? Like Torn Grark. Could have easily fought with Santa over who oh, yeah. gets to have the Anjakuni people. No, it was, so, it was Grampus versus Santa. The evidence would yeah. point more to a vampire third over the demon because of the grave, I feel. Right. All right. Yeah. Honestly, let, let's go back okay, to you know, the that, evil dead true. theory. Yeah, that's true. The idea of a possessed We're going to theories. Could have crawled out. I still think that Sky the Demon's a close third, though. But I maybe f- it's both. Maybe maybe the it's vampire true. is there's not really evidence of Sky that, Demon. There's like nothing close. At least there's a grave, so it gives me something <laughs> to work with. So, like I said, it's yeah, like, or, like most things. The amount of evidence that we have is um, scant, yeah. questionable, or it's like and laser scant. blast and some shit. Oh, laser blast. <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It left some shit. Or some is this like a village-wide Last Starfighter? Oh. Like they were all recruited because yeah, they they're all the recruited. best. By Starly? But by what? Yeah. yeah. What, and, and the they left Kodo, the, they just drop an arcade <laughs> in the fucking middle. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> it could happen more than uh, more than Santa, I think. All the villagers. You are all the best. You are all Star the, you League are all needs you. Starfire, yeah. Could be. Wow, Emperor Zur and the Kodan Armada yeah. needs you to fucking kill oh, them dead. You need to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan, Kodan Armada. Armada. <laughs> the greatest armada ever, for yeah, the record. Really. The Kodan Armada. All right, well, there you have it. That is our take right, so on... Can we all agree that the Kodan Armada was involved? <laughs> yes, the Kodan Armada. now that we've okay, said that... fine, fine. The Kodan Armada was What do there. we do now? All right, fine. God, we die. Oh, it's the best line ever. It's it's I desperately good. need Hong Kong pre-1997 to go back and make Santa Claus versus the Sky Demon versus the Star Command versus the Kodan I love torn car, torn, torn gark, 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 gark. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, it's such a good movie. And on that happen. note, I, no, there no. is our take on the was it Village of the Dead? Village of the Dead. Holy the shit! Village mystery. of the Dead, the Anjakuni mystery. We, we, at uh, least we kept it real. You know, a lot of times people are like you go off the deep end, guys. Be serious. And this time, I think we really did a good no, I think job. I we nailed well, it with Santa. Yeah. I really think that Santa nailed it. I really do. Guys, are go off the deep end. Yeah, I think that we nope. We totally this this got time, we kept the straight and narrow and kept science where it belongs. That's right.
Square in Santa's sleigh. <laughs> Dude, I hope literally like when everything's done and we're all dead, we go to a place and we, we get all the knowledge of these things that what really happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and we can actually cool, just like we can watch it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, like a, a show. super library where it's just like, oh, you want to know if yeah. this monster was ever real? Here you go. It's like, yeah. <gasps> no. What happened to the Angie Cooney people? Oh, I'll be damned. It was Santa. Yeah, it just was the, Santa. Not, not even just the weird, weirder, weird shit ever. It was like some living abominable snowman. Like just the crazy shit you wouldn't even yeah. think would happen. Like yeah. immortal seals came and like it's time. And like oh, fuck. <laughs> immortal seals. Oh. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonite Podcast. Be sure to rate and review this show on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. Be sure to hit us up on the social medias, the Instagrams, the Facebook, the Twitters. Let us know what you think about Twitch Angie out. Cooney. I know that a lot of you guys out there, you're, you're going to send me your theories, so send them on over. I'm stoked to hear what you guys are going to say. Um, and uh, yeah. you know what? It could be Santa Claus. Conquers the Martians. Exactly. Conquers, Conquers the Angel Torn Gargamel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes an alliance with the Codon Armada. Immortal Seals. There you oh, have immortal it, Immortal Seals for life. <laughs> We're talking to you soon. Peace. See out the snow. Ah! <laughs>